Hey everyone, this is next one, episode 155, I think. I think it's 155. This I had, I was lucky to have down Gene, Levi and Beck, and we spoke about the Polynesian community here in Australia and abroad and NZ, specifically Cook Islanders and Samoans mostly, and um, just the, about the misconceptions regarding the community, you know, the traditions, home life things from the past, things from the future, you know, comparing it to Australia, comparing it to Greeks, all types of stuff. Big shout out to them, you know, big thank you for coming down and being as open and honest as they were. We've got, I've got a couple more left for the year, but um, yeah, like, share, follow, subscribe, all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, enjoy. There are improvement works ahead, so this train will terminate at the next station. Thank you. I'm so sick. Hey, 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 Jeez, you're going to hear every boy. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Lucky people can't smell it. I'm just thinking whether we'll get anything off the floor today. <laughs> we'll get something off the floor, I'm not sure what the topic is after. I love how he hasn't said a word, but you guys are trolling the absolute shit out of him. Oh, we always have. It's, oh. it's the oh, women. No, he hasn't. He's. Oh, trust me. The women. When he starts. Yes. yes. I haven't started yet, bro. Yeah. Oh, when I'm he maybe. starts, there's, there's, that's it. They get in their kicks and what they can. Yeah. yeah it's the only time we can get it in. As soon as he starts, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I, let, I let it happen for. Yeah, but the thing is, is that if you guys lay down head to toe, he would literally still be bigger than them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the women in this family pretty much are. Yeah, but he's still just taking the licks, but I can feel, I can sense the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, coming. Yeah. It's go, brewing. Go, 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 go. Please build it up. Build it up. Keep it going. <laughs> That's okay. Snow White's still looking for them. <laughs> I'm not sure what we can expect out of this. No, no, it's, it's all good, man. Um, I don't know. Squeak, what have you actually said? What have you told them so far? Um, what I sent you. Yeah, oh. that you'll just ask questions. Okay, but, so... Yeah. Basically, we're not sure what the questions are about, but how did it come, about culture. Oh, how did it come up? We were having a conversation. Yeah, and then... What was it about? Something about life in general with your parents and the misconceptions, and, and then I started speaking about how... Oh, From a Polynesian mis- family. Mis- misconceptions. Can we spell that just for a moment? <laughs> I, I knew we were going to use big words. I would have brought my thesaurus. <laughs> um, I think you asked me something about Greeks. Yeah. And then I said, that's usually how it starts. You you ask me something about Greeks and then I say, well, what's the difference? What's the, What is it with polys? Yeah. And then, yeah. then what, you went into something. I don't yeah. know what it was. I, I went into the phase of how we were suppressed being... Being Polynesian, I'm not saying they're all Polynesians, but when we were raised in the family that we were raised in, we were suppressed from a lot of things. We were suppressed from the world. We didn't have a voice back then. Like, when you're a child between the ages of 8 and 12, you can't really turn around to your parents and say, well, I don't want to do this. Yeah, see, I said to you that, or maybe if I didn't tell you, I'll tell you now. 
with Greeks, it's not even eight and twelve. Like you have literally thirty-year-old men. Yeah, they can't make a decision for themselves. It's mm. a Psalm one thing too. When your mum says something, you shut your mouth and do it. You don't have an option. Well, it's different for me because I got kicked out of home when I was fourteen. So. I was going to say for context, man. What's all, I mean? You're a cookie. What's your background? You just said you're. Uh, I'm Samoan. My wife is Cook Islander. Okay, cool. So that's who, that's all we're sort of uh, comparing. It's just look. I grew up in Clayton, yeah. So. When I was like 13, 14, I was playing basketball with like all the cousins, man. Everyone was either Samoan, Tongan, Cookie, Kiwi, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But then I talked to, and I've worked all over Melbourne in different industries. So people got no idea, like no idea. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of the convos that I've had with uh, you is about the, di- like, um, the relations between each caste, each tribe, each type of Polynesian, all that sort of shit. Cause I've got no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. As an outsider, I know like, mm-hmm. Especially like Samoans and stuff, I know they're very like um, contained within their communities mm. to a degree. Yep. Is that right? Like I don't know. Yep. So I, I'm, dude, I'm outside of playing basketball with them and growing up with them in Clayton, I got no idea. You know, mm. I just see them till Friday, and then maybe see them at a house party. But then Monday morning, like I don't know what the hell's happened for the last mm. forty eight hours. I'd never know. Mm. I just got lucky to see some of it because I was tight with a lot of these boys. So with that suppression, like you just said. Dude, Greeks, 30 years old, <laughs> can't have a say about where they're going to build a house, can't have a say of what they're doing, all that sort of shit. We were raised in, in Samoan household, it's very different to the Cook Island household, because um, I've grown up with Cook Islanders most of my life, and um, there's a lot of, in the Cook Island home, they still, even though the parents say what the kids do and whatnot, there's a, there's still leverage between that. In Samoan uh upbringing the way i was brought up anyway i was brought up the way we were raised in the islands so whatever mum and dad say you do it it doesn't matter how old you are literally doesn't matter doesn't matter and we were raised to always respect our elders to the degree of um it can get really bad sometimes like you might be with a girl you like this girl your mum doesn't like this girl it's over that's it that's over but it depends. It all depends on families and how they are. Because uh, even with Tongan families, they're the same thing. Like their way of upbringing is different to our way as well, but sometimes similar. So with my like, when I met my wife, there's a lot of love in their family. The way I was raised, you were raised by the first. Straight up, like yeah, like I I don't remember a day of not getting knocked around. That's why I left home when I was 14, because I was, I was like, nah, I'm done. I've had enough. Had a fight with my dad, kicked me out, and then I was on the streets from then. Yeah, see, like with Greeks, we were, we were like, especially my, like my generation, they're like, don't compare now. Like, kids now, you can't compare. Mm. You know I mean? But even with Greeks, like, you, had the, you had punishment. You had corporal mm. punishment. I'd cop like a slipper or a cop or whatever. But then you compare it to, like, say, like poly families, it's just like, nah, man, it's <laughs> totally different. Ball game, you know what yeah. I mean? And each um, Polynesian culture is different. Hold up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so each each um, island yeah. is very different. So Samoan cultures will have their differences in their upbringing. Tongans, New Aeans, Cook Islands, um, the Tukalons, everyone is very different, but they're very prideful people. Yeah. Respect is um, a huge factor. 
You know, when they raise their kids, it's all about morals and values, not about materialistic things. Um, so for as a as a female, um, we are taught to, you know, that you have to clean. You have to know the basics of cleaning, um, cooking, you know, from the time that you're actually holding and able to make your own breakfast and they're pretty much training you from the time you're walking, you know. Um, you're eating, you're learning how to eat. Then by the time you're five, you're sort of there next to, next to your mum learning certain things. So you're observing a lot of stuff. Um, and all of that gets trained, you know, not trained, but you learn all of these things as you grow up. And um, if a, so there's a common saying when boys bring a girl home to their mum in an island household, is does she, the first thing the mum asks is, does she know how to cook? Does she know how to clean? And if the if the answer is no, the mum doesn't want to know. You know, you've got to learn the basics. Cause for a mother, it's more about knowing that her son will be looked after. You know that he'll be able to um, have have a meal you know, for him when he comes home. And if they're going to have children in the future, that their children will be fed. So the importance of learning the basic skills of cooking, cleaning, is huge in a Polynesian house, yeah, no matter what island you're from. Okay, let me ask just for context. How old are, how old are you guys? I'm 21. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually going to be turning 45 in a few weeks, okay. in a couple and of weeks. Your cell phone? No, I'm 47. All right. Squeak. Yeah, you're uh, 42. 42. And I'm 38. So within context, we're pretty much in the same generation gap, right? Mm-hmm. So if that – Squeak, were you raised like that? Fundamentals, cooking, cleaning, all that sort of yeah. thing? Yep. Because it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, how old were you when you got here? I came I came here in 89. So I, I pretty much was raised by my grandmother throughout my um, childhood. And I united with my parents here in Melbourne in 89. So there was a massive difference, raised in New Zealand by my grandmother and then raised by my parents. Okay. So think about this, yeah? I was born in 84 and I grew up in Clayton. So essentially we were in the same sort of schools and same zones. Like you went to school just two blocks down from where I grew up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But there's not that much age gap. It's only like four years. Yeah. Right? But you were raised with that cool, clean, fundamental thing. That's common, right, for pollies? Yeah. With Greeks, I know a handful of, say, girls that were raised like that, as in by 12, like they knew how to run a house. Yeah. Handful, very, very small. But it's still, it seems like we're far more liberal, but we've still got the same basics of like you need to learn how to survive. Mm. Yeah. And again, dudes like my age wouldn't know how to cook and clean. I'm, I know I'm actually, like I'm rare in that sort of thing because mm. it's the same sort of values. So how was it different, say, for coming over when, when you got here? Oh, I learned the hard way. When did you guys come over? So 2008. Okay, so, so later. we've ra- yeah, raised in New Zealand. Okay, cool. So what was different for you in, in the late 80s? In the late 80s, I, I actually when – I, when, I, when my grandmother raised me, it was different. I was pretty much served on a silver platter. So, you know, she pretty much did everything for me, from bathing to clothing me to, to everything you could name off, to, to brushing my teeth. 
<laughs> I had to learn all that when I came here. I had to learn things the hard way that, you know, my parents, my mother wouldn't serve anything to me on a silver platter. So I had to learn how to brush my own hair, how to bathe myself, how to brush my own teeth. Mm. Her attitude was, no, you live with me, you're back with your parents. You're going to learn how you should have been taught from the beginning and not been mm. treated like a princess. And then to add to that, with grandparents in the island house, they do baby the grandchildren. Oh, 100%. It's you the know, same with Greeks, man. They they will do it, exactly that. Must be a Cook Island thing. I'm sorry. What the hell? They, they will do that. You know, what, it might be, but I've seen my father-in-law, you know, soften to the point where the grandchildren are getting all of the love and attention. Um, but, yeah, they... The parents, as a parent, they will teach you. It's like not hard knock life, but it is. You know, it's reality. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately for Shells, she actually got um, she she was pampered. You know, but that's a grandparent to a grandchild. But a parent will teach them to the point of knowing that they've done it. They've done their part to ensure that their child. Will be okay when they when they go off and be on their own. You know, that's the. I was going to say, I have a lot of friends who have got kids now, and they get into a lot of arguments, or don't even get into arguments, but they they talk to me about it, where the the grandparents are changing the way they're raising their kids, like they'll baby them or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't you say something? You know, it's your kid, you're raising him. Oh, you know, and it's like, oh, the grandparents. You know, what are you going to say? I'm like. Yeah. They're spannering up how you want to raise your kid. It's your choice. You raise your kid how you want. Don't let your grandparents dictate how it's going to mm, happen. Mm. Or even great grandparents. Mm. It's like this, this guy is like ninety five years old, raised in World War Two. Like, what, what does he know about two thousand twenty two? Yeah, it's different times. Yeah, it is. So, what happened in Samoa then? No, <laughs> my, my my grandfather was a different level kind of guy. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the reason my father is the way he was. Uh, no, he was real hard. He was like, if he didn't like something, you would introduce you to the wall. And then um, while you're getting up off the floor, he'll introduce you to the wall again. Daddy was a hard man, but he, hey, it is what it is. And that's why my dad raised us the way he did, because that's the only way he knew how. Man, I can say the same about my old man. My old, my old man's stepfather was like ex-military, yeah, like a lot of that gen, gen with in the Navy or the military, and he mm. was ex-military. And, like, he had a really, like, you know, head-on sort of relationship with his with his stepfather to the point where my old man left it, like, it was probably in his early 20s when, like, they, they were here, but he said, no, nah, I'm out, or whatever. But my old man never really talked about it other than, yeah, he was a hard man and a prick. When I went to Greece and started talking to his siblings about it, they painted a whole different picture. Mm. It was hard, but it was fair. So, yeah, you weigh it up. It's like, how much? Yeah. Like, I can't see it because I'm, I'm all the way here. But mm. you were raised in it. I was just going to say, like, the, what I know about the poly community, especially like in Melbourne and in, in these areas, is it revolves around family and it ro- revolves around, like, church and community. Yep. That, that's the thing that I get. That's yep. pretty much everywhere. That's how. Yeah. So, for me, the biggest question was, like, always, was I don't understand how it's so embedded in respect, values, community church and all that sort of stuff and every there's always like internal brawls man like feuds between mm. families between family members yeah yep. you know what i mean yeah yep. every time at school there was a brawl it was either between the cousins and the bosnians yeah and, 
on a Saturday, house parties would be getting cleared out, but all the all the parties were at church on Sunday morning. Yeah. So for me, it's yep. like I need answers, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, for us, um, the reason we used to turn up at church on Sunday was because we were told as long as you turn up, that's the main thing. So if you're in church, you're good. Which is kind of sad because now all of most of our generation now are growing up doing the same thing to our kids, not really letting them understand the purpose of church and getting to know the Lord, mm. which yeah. is which is really sad. But that generation, um, my parents are my parents. They weren't like that. My parents were real strict. My dad used to wake us up like five, six o'clock in the morning, do Bible readings before school. What well, every day? Every day. Yep. And that that took from an hour to an hour and a half, and then I have to get ready to for school and go to school, which is about a forty-five minute walk from home. Never get dropped off. No, that's why people don't understand when I say <laughs> I grew up in the hard knocks. I grew up in hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I tell people like I used to have to walk to school about twenty-five, thirty minutes. Like, what are you talking about? You know, you mm-hmm. make it out like we we'll go. No, but yeah. I I, pull, I got Google Maps now, so yeah. I'm like, here's where I grew up. This is the house. This is the school. It's two and a half, three k's, man. Yeah, yeah. each it's, way. But it was, back then, walking was nothing. Nah, we always had our pushes or something. Yeah, was, that's how you got around. Well, you have your mate, you know, your boys with you, and you're just yarning before you're not. You're at school. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So um, hang on. So from what age were you doing these Bible readings? Like from five a.m., five thirty, whatever. My whole life. Like, like from f- like five, like literally. As soon as I could it. understand the language. What about you? Same. Every day. Well, it was more more so when I grew up with my grandmother, we'd always have like a devotion yeah. in the morning before. So when she would wake up, I would have to wake up. The whole household would have to wake up. And we would sit there and pray and there would be a devotion. And then after that, everyone would go get, have breakfast and then get ready for school. So it would be about like an hour yeah. every morning. Devotion takes an hour? It depends. It depends on the scripture and then it depends on the translation of the devotion. And it depends mm. on the person delivering yeah. it. delivering it <laughs> and that too. How they're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, uh, our parents believe that if you, you need to get an hour message in the morning, not realizing that you can simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when they say prayers and stuff, they're like 30-minute prayers for no reason. It's like, come on, man. We need 50 words or less. <laughs> <laughs> we need five minutes or less. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to go through that as well? Yeah, we grew up with um, morning prayer. That's the starter of our day. Um, you know, they understood for our parents. Again, they're teaching us what they knew. Without um, questioning anything. No, yeah. without questioning. Now, in their defense, when I look at it, our parents were raised in the island, so it was very – it was part of the culture there. That was what they knew. Um, so when they then brought their kids up in a westernized country – um, and is now not just our own culture, but a mix of cultures. Um, they had to sort of, ch- they realized they had to sort of start changing some things, but that was a core part of every Polynesian house. Prayer and devotion was part of the, 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 the everyday. Um, yeah, you start the day with Jesus and you end the day yeah, with Jesus. So it was morning and night, morning and night. Um, I guess it's similar to like Muslims as well. They do that as well. As I remember um, speaking to a friend, 
But that was very common, you know. Um, every island that I know of would always start that. But for there's a massive difference when our parents were raised in within the islands. It's very different culture to when you bring the culture out of the islands into New Zealand, Australia, America, wherever it may be. Now you've got a mix of cultures. Yeah. Um, so then raising your kids in a different country, you're also going to have those influences as well. So then our parents had to really change the way they were trying to discipline us. They had to learn along the way that what they knew is very different in another country, mm. you know. So, you know, I, I look back at how we were brought up and our parents in their defense did everything the way they knew, mm. um, the way that they were taught. So as parents, we we said, you know, we're going to change the way our parents did things. But when it came to, you know, rules and um, discipline, it was very similar, just not with the beating. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't with there's, the... There's less physical ways to yeah. discipline the child. <laughs> um, there's no need for the A&E or the... <laughs> I think between my husband and I, he had he was more disciplined than I was. I was the youngest of seven. Um, so talking to my siblings, they copped it all. And as as each child okay. came along, it became less, yeah. less. And so... Um, my older siblings, like I remember, I was thirteen, and I was coming home. You know, and all of my life, I really, I knew Dad would get mad, and I knew he would, um, you know, smack us. But I didn't realize the extent of what was actually happening because my older brothers, um, would re- really protect me from it and shout at me. Actually, so now I'm like, I'm. That kind of makes me a little bit upset um, because by 13, I remember coming home and I remember, now my dad was an elder in the church. So, you know, and everything we did was like based around our culture. We did cultural dances, you probably know from um, shows as well, but um, we'd have all of our, so our school holidays was based on our chores (laughs) and our cultural dances. And the outings that we would get would be like, you know, our volleyball games with the community or we would go and help out at a community centre um, at the YMCA. So it was like all these different things. But my ma- my dad was very much a community person um, and he was stricter with my older siblings than I think he was with me. Um, and so... When I was 13, I remember coming home and I was just walking up the driveway, you know, and I saw my dad, nothing. I knew nothing of what was happening. Um, I hear my brother's motorbike coming down and then he grabs me. I'm just walking up and he just grabs me and hurls me over the bike and I'm like, what the? Um, and that was the, at that point, that was the first time I realised that my dad was um, quite violent. You know, the domestic violence was evident to me because then I saw my mum and I was like why are we at this house you know this was one of our neighbours and I said why are we at their house you know and my brother said just stay here until the police come and I'm thinking what um, and then I walked around because they kind of kept me away from where my mum was 
But then the the ambulance came in and, and stuff like that. And I remember walking, because now no one's able to see where I am, so I'm like walking towards. I didn't even recognize my mum. You know, I just, and I thought, well, I don't know who that is, so I better walk away. Um, and it wasn't until I was then taken to the hospital. And I said, why are we going to the hospital? And my brother said, that was mum. I said, what? Who did that? You know, he goes, Dad, you know, and, he, and it blew my mind. Like, I just was like, how does my dad get like that? You know, like, I never saw any of that. Um, but I didn't know that it was my brothers protecting me from or sheltering me from seeing what used to happen. Um, but that that particular beating was the worst of all. And it was the very last because it was the one that actually changed my dad. Um and he decided, you know, enough's enough. Like, I need help. And so he sought that help. And that's rare for Polynesian men to that, admit. That's incredibly rare. Yeah, it's um, rare for them to just admit Just based that. on, like, even with Greeks, yeah, like domestic violence, especially in that gen, was is massive, right? Yeah. So it was a massive problem. Like, I saw it, everyone saw it. Yeah. We'd never call the cops, yeah. ever. Yeah. To be fair, you never really saw domestic violence get to that point where you had to call a cop or an ambulance. Mm-hmm. It never got to that point, but you knew it was happening. Mm. And um, but f- to suggest that a man needed to seek help mm. didn't have like you. You try to tell a Greek, an older Greek, that you're getting help, mental help, or whatever. Yeah, like what are you nuts? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Okay, you know, that's the same with Polynesians. Yeah, they're very much like that. But my dad had come to a realization. They say it was because of me because I kept questioning why. Why? Yeah. Um, and none of the kids have ever said anything before. Um, and me being the youngest, I'm just like, how does it get to this? So I'm questioning everything because I'm, I'm literally um, lost in what, how it went from happy families to this. Um, and so when I hear my husband's upbringing, I'm thinking, damn, you know, like I, it was probably, I, I can envision it from him. But I could still not get that from my upbringing because I was shocked. I, was, I, I really believe I was in a state of shock um, for quite some time. But, um, you know, in saying that, my dad got the help he needed, you know, and it actually made him an even, he, an even better person in the community, you know, because now he's more appreciative of, the, of things, but he's also advising from a genuine place. Yeah. Um, and... You know, his relationship with all the kids, even my older brothers, you know, um, and sisters, it changed dramatically. And then he unfortunately passed quite young. Um, and so five years later, he he passed after that. So, um, you know, I'm happy that he had changed beforehand. But he, he got there's that not many. Sort of yeah, yeah. But there's not many that actually will own what they yeah. did. Or admit what they did wrong. Oh, to this day, yeah. I yeah. still argue with some of the older Greeks. Yeah. Like, do you not realize what we went through? What are you talking about? You had it. You had everything. <laughs> yeah. We had nothing. I'm like, what are you, you had it easy. What are you talking yeah. about? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, I think that too with our kids. I think, man, you've got it easy. But then I'm like, hang on, I need to check myself because I've got it easy compared to even my husband. Yeah. We're same generation, you know. Um. So it's coming to a point of understanding really the generational behaviors. Mm. And, you know, that for me has been a big thing. Um, 
when looking at culture, looking at upbringings, looking at where there's a massive difference where you're brought up, um, whether it's in the the islands, whether it's in New Zealand, America, Australia, wherever it may be, UK. Um, there's a massive difference because there's different influences around you as well. So, um, yeah, it's totally different upbringings when when you look at my husband and I. Well, let's look at it as a whole, right? Like, like take the islands, take NZ, take America, uh, Australia, that that generation. So, say like our grandparents' parents, mm-hmm. right? How much, how widespread do you reckon things like domestic violence is in those communities, as in percentage wise? Could you go to every third house and expect it, sort of thing? No, are you talking about now or the No, no, that generation. So oh, like oh. the one every, that came before. Every, every house. house. Every, every house. Every house. Standard. Yeah. Well, me and like, my friends, some of my friends that used to live across the road, and we hear each other get in hidings. Yeah. We'll go to school the next day and compare scars and bruises. It was a joke to us. Because you know what's sad, man, is like over the last month, like, you know, I get people saying to me, oh, who have you got coming up on the pod, like, la, 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 mm-hmm. all this. And I've mentioned, oh, I've got couple of guys coming in talking about like yeah um uh nz and, and, and shit like that what do you reckon the first thing was that everyone said straight off the bat the first point of reference everyone has if you talk about polynesians and home life oh, oh anger <laughs> they're angry people what do you reckon the first thing is that they like the first go-to that they all pointed at like as a as a poster we're violent people. Oh. Once we're warriors? Exactly. Someone oh, said that to me on warriors. Friday. Yeah. Once we're warriors. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, you too. And this is a guy that lives on the northern suburbs, total Greek, Spanish, like like mixed up ring, a couple years younger than me, and that was the first thing he said. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man. The yeah. funny thing is, though, that movie, that's my childhood. Yeah. That yeah. movie, Once We're Warriors, that actually happened in my neighborhood. The movie, the house where the two-story houses where the family lives, that's my neighborhood. And we used to have cars, car shells outside the front. That's normal. That's why when I was watching a movie and people were like, oh, what the? It doesn't look like that. I was like, what do you mean? That's how it used to look. Yeah. That's, that's my bike. Yeah. Yeah. Park next to the shell. So there's the, the pub scene where they have the pub that's, yeah. that's around the corner. Yeah. That's I know legit. all those areas. These places Yeah, are a lot of the places we were like, oh, well, I remember that, you know. But it's still to date the same. Yeah. Like, if you go there now, those things are still there. Oh, actually, maybe the uh, pub Maybe is not gone. the shells of the car. Oh, yeah, the pub's gone. It's not a pub anyway. It used to be like a little township kind of thing. With yeah, a, but it's now just shops. Okay, so that generation, you'd say that was common, yeah, right? it was normal. Mm-hmm. What about the next gen? Like, say, our age. I reckon... And maybe not here, maybe on the islands and NZ. I'd assume here it's starting to break away from that a yeah. lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's... Oh, now, because now we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That generation never spoke about it. Like, now we're acknowledging the mental health and all that stuff, and we're talking about it, and guys are coming forward. Like, I'm part of a New Zealand group called Kiwi Daddies, where a lot of us, are, we have, like, suicidal thoughts and stuff yeah. from our upbringing. So we post on that page. It's a private page, and all of us brothers just encourage each other and stuff like that. We've lost a lot of brothers along the way, Yeah, but we're still going. You know, it's been like since 2016. That's huge in itself, man. And we're we're, we're about. worldwide too. Like, there's like the last I checked, I think there was like 75,000 of us or something. All yeah. raised in the same way, all understand each other, all know what happened in our own backyards, but we weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm. What do you reckon? How do you reckon? Sorry, Squeak, I cut you off. Oh, oh. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no it's all right. <laughs> I was going to say. 
What do you reckon the percentage of people on the islands sort of dealing with it now? Do you reckon it's still better? It's better, better now as well? Yeah, it's changed heaps. Yeah. There's been a lot of change. A lot of change in the islands. Like, I haven't been there for a long time, but I have family that come back and forth. And they say, no, it's changed heaps over there. Yeah. Like, and I think because there's more cultures now there. Yeah, They've got no choice. Yeah. They've got more foreigners coming into more, the islands. And, and, like, yeah, when the foreigners do come over, they bring their, you know, their ideas and stuff, and they see yeah. the, how different there is. And then they, you know, they talk, which is something that we've never done. Mm. We've never talked. When something happens at home, it stays at home. You know, it's um, it's like a taboo. Yeah, you you don't you don't speak of the hiding. You just yeah, got the other yeah. night, or or else you get a backhand. Or it's yeah. like relationship, like yeah. boyfriend girlfriend can't talk about it. No. Yeah. Sex, you can't talk about it. Sex is you know? a big oh, no-no in a the family. Like, there's if there's no a kissing scene that comes on the TV... Can't talk about sex, but no. there's kids coming out every left, right and center. Yeah. Yes. How, how is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody gets drunk. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you can't talk about it, but... You <laughs> we know. We just yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you said before, was it 2016 or 17 when you went... Back last? Yeah, 2017 was the first time I had gone back to the Cook Islands in 29 years. A lot has changed. Uh, it changed in a way where the island isn't what it used to be. How do you, what do you, in a good way or a bad way? Not its original. <laughs> yeah, it's not its original. It's That's because they have cars now. <laughs> and that too, and the minis. Subways. Yeah, like, I mean, There's they... McDonald's. Uh, and no, we don't. No, oh, not in the Cook Islands. No, no, no Cook KFC, McDonald's, oh, nothing like that. We, <laughs> no, they oh, make sir, their bitch. own. How can there be no KFC? There's no. They make their own. They oh, do okay. their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. locals make their own. But it, it, it's a lot different. I mean, from, if you're talking about from an environmental, you know, state, like it's, it's not the same as it was 27, 29 years from what I remember growing up. With my grandmother, like it was a lot cleaner during during the early eighties, mid eighties than what it was in the two thousand. I 2000s. think that's a worldwide thing. <laughs> you know, where is it not cleaner? <laughs> but, it's everywhere. Wherever there's a human being, there's going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, a lot's changed. But I say, I mean, if you're talking about like socially, like. Well, because in the cooks now, there's like heaps of different races now. A lot. Yeah. There's different foreigners here. You've got Asians, you know, you've got Fijians, you've got all sorts of people Indians, that. Yeah. yeah. And you guys it, got Indians? Yeah. And it changes Are the dy- dynamics yeah. in, in the Cook Islands. Damn. You all have Indians? Yeah. I didn't know that. True. I mean, our Samoans, we look like them, but we ain't got them. <laughs> you look, no, you Samoans look like Mexicans. <laughs> 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 They always say that when I get dressed in that, and they're like, hey, you look like a cholo. <laughs> Haters, man. Like, What's wrong with looking like a cholo? It's Filipinos or Mexicans is what you look like. Is it still, when you say all these like other uh, foreigners have come into like Samoa and like the Kuklans and stuff, is it still an us versus them? Like, is it still closed communities, basically, to anyone coming in? Or is it integrating? No, I, I think they're integrating. Like, um, no offense to, to Samos, 
to my husband. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no as soon as somebody <laughs> says that, hey, no <laughs> offence, but I'm going to offend you. Just <laughs> I'm going to say something totally bad. <laughs> <fair. laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to offend you, but I will. Well, uh, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> the Cook Island, I, I, I believe Cook Island people are quite friendly and quite happy people. Lovable. <laughs> We're lovable. Um <laughs> You know, but we... He's a lovable until are. somebody touch your ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're quite the happy culture, new way. It's because you same. guys are always drunk. You all are drinkers. <laughs> um, the rest of us are fighting over this. So we, <laughs> we get on with many people. <laughs> so I told you it was going to come out. <laughs> Well, you know, when you start your sentence with, no, I think you're going to make us sound violent for, man. We're lovers, we're not fighters. Yeah, we fight, but you know, <laughs> we love to fight. It's just a. <laughs> you okay, man? Yeah. You want some water? Are you sure? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Okay. This is normal, eh, babe? Yeah, this is normal. Yeah. You cry and laugh at the same time. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> God, man. Okay. So, I'm trying to... Okay, so hang on. We were talking before as well with um, cookies that normally are um, Presbyterian, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, what did you fall under, man, in Samoa? Uh, I grew up... My No. My dad originally was seven-day Adventist. My mum was Mormon. Because they're from two different islands. Like, my dad's from Upolu, and my mum's from Sva'i. Yeah. So, my dad's village, they're seven-day Adventists. My mum's village of Mormon. So, how did that, like, get... So, it's like, for, for a Greek, right, it's really strange, right? Because with Greeks, we have one language, one religion. Literally. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's it. Literally. One language, one religion. Like, yeah. you get a small percentage of people that break away and do their own thing. Very, very small. But you don't see this... Like like you yeah. just said, you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, how the, does the, that come out? Like the, in the, 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 the original religion in um, Samoa, I think, was Catholic. I think most religions, you know, came from Catholic. Catholic. Catholicism. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I don't remember that for the cooks. No. No. No boats came to your island. <laughs> no boats. <laughs> no. no. Yes, we did. We had boats, jeepers. <laughs> but it, no, it's. Catholic was not the original. Really? Yeah. Just Presbyterian? Put, no, Cook Christ- Island. Christianity. Yeah, it was yeah. Christianity, but they took it as the Cook Island, um, Cook Island Christian Church. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you guys so started your own Christianity church? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Cook Island Christianity Church. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do we have that here? That, that sounds like a... Island version of KKK. <laughs> CCC. What the? Stop. It's a joke. It's, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Oh, God. I didn't know that. No, honestly, because, you know. The, 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 I'm just hearing this for the first time, you know. <laughs> We're learning. It's a learning experience. But there is Catholic uh, now over there. But So then... How did that reconcile in the house, man? You got two parents of different well, religions. That's the thing. When my parents got together, like my dad wasn't a religious man; he was an alcoholic, very angry man. And <laughs> my mum was a. She started going to Jehovah's Witnesses, and then eventually, 
they both became Jehovah Witness, and then I was raised in the Jehovah Witness religion. So hang on, you had a Seventh Day and a Mormon who eventually became J Dubs. Yep. Yeah. Fuck, that's convoluted, man. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Yeah. If you could see, man, if I could open your eyes. <laughs> it was crazy in my house, man. It was crazy. Like, and I tell my wife these stories, sometimes she's like, are you for real? Yeah. And then my siblings would tell her the same stories, and she'd be like, man, you guys, you okay? <laughs> you all need a hug? Yeah. And it was so strange. Like, when we got together, um, like you said earlier, you know, we have a lot of love. So if a, if my brothers and them came and um, they were leaving, I'd hug them, love you, and, you know, they're yeah. off. And he'd be standing there in the background going, girl, are strange. Yeah. <laughs> what I, the I, heck I, is it? I've, I've never been uh, – I, I keep saying this to my wife. <laughs> I said, I've never heard my parents say I love you. I never got a hug from my parents. I got a hug, but it was more around the ears, <laughs> around the backside. But they hug you with, like, a bounce or something. But, that's the only kind of like I never had that. So when is I, that restricted to your household? Or is that a Samoan thing though? From what I know, that's my household. Okay, because I've got nice. cousins who have heard their parents say "I love you," and I'm looking at them like, "What's in your water?" Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first experienced it with my wife, I was freaking out. Like that's weird to me. Like, yeah, affection is, is something we never showed in my household. My dad never sat us down and spoke to us. We'd wake up out of concussion in the room in bed. Like, serious. I'm serious. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, and, I'm and, stunned, man. My mum was sitting there with, like, um, I don't know why Islanders use Vicks and Vaseline. Like, it's some kind of home remedy <laughs> to heal bruises and cuts. But that's what they would do. You know, mix the Vaseline and the With Vicks the Vaseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got scars now. Like, Awful burn marks that grab butter. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Because, you know, burns taste better marinated. marinated. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nothing covers a burn like a butter. <laughs> so I have to ask, man, how, like, see, this is the thing, like, with Greeks, right, we're fashionably religious, as in the majority of us. Mm. Yeah. We don't go to church every Sunday. We turn up when there's a funeral, Easter time, maybe Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, tops. And the rest just pretend like they go to church and they're very, they, don't you dare. <laughs> I'm like, fuck off. Like, I'll question everything I want. Like, yeah. you're serious? But then, like, that's the thing with Islanders, man. And, like, every Sunday, they've. Fucking churches are packed, yeah. packed, man, like packed. I'd talk to the boys, like, let's go have a game of whatever, or after after one or after three. I'm like, why? Church, grandmas, this, that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck? But then you're telling these stories that are fucking horrific, and it's like, mm. well, how does that correlate? That's because, um, not to bag our, our parents' generation, but they took scriptures the wrong way. Mm. So there are verses <clears> in the Bible like, there's one that says, my, my dad's favorite, spare the rod, spoil the child. It's an actual scripture in the Bible. Yeah. And when he reads that, he says, oh, i got to beat the life out of you. That's so, the interpretation. So you, yeah. 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 So because nobody is Can't interpreting the, um, yeah, because they're not being, the Bible's not being broken down to them in, in such a way that they understand, that they're taking it on as the way they would understand. So his dad Understood that to discipline a child, you're not spoiling them. But the Bible doesn't tell them how much discipline to give you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they would just beat you until you gave in or you passed out or whatever. See, like, I'm the op- with Greeks, I'm the opposite. I'm always pointing out the shit that Greeks do. They just ignore what their Bible says. Mm-hmm. They just make up the rules as they go. As they 
like to, to cater for this shit, like with fasting yeah, at Easter, went to fast for 40 days. No, uh, no meat, no dairy, uh, like no oils on Fridays or whatever it is. Before you get communion, you've got to go to confession, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Somewhere in the late 70s, 80s, it's like, no, nah, no more 40 days, let's do a week, you know? Uh. And then it became, oh, I'm just not doing meat. I can still have dairy. I can have my coffee. Oh, you know what? I'll have meat, just uh, not on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'd say, have you gone to confession? Yeah. What for? I'm like, it's part of the thing, man. I go, I'm not even religious, but I know it. Like, I grew yeah. up with this shit. Yeah. No, I've never done that. I'm like, you're 60 and you've never gone to fucking confession for communion. What are you following, man? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. So, that, like, do you know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that's the whole thing. And this, so, people uh, will take what they want yeah. from it. And for us, it's like, if you read the the Bible in full context from beginning to end, you actually realize that God is a God of love, um, and it's not it's how we interpret it that and how we take that out is what people see and get confused on who God is or what is church, you know? Yeah. Because this is how you're behaving, and that's what what threw me off. I remember when. Growing up, I didn't want to go to church because I thought, if these are my leaders, I ain't going, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. I got to a point where I could decide, you know, I didn't want to be part of that. Um, and somewhere along the way, it changed, you know, where I was trying to f- um, fill that void. And I found that when I went back to church, but I'm going on my terms. Mm-hmm. And now I'm willing to understand what this is about. Yeah, see, you know, that's ex- you sort of hit the nail on the head with me. I don't care what your religion is, but as long as you find it on your terms, yeah, you're not doing yeah. it because someone's telling you to do it. And yeah. as long as you do it and you follow it through, yeah, like yeah, you know, if you're going to be devout or whatever, be devout. Don't just talk shit. You got to yeah. walk the walk. Yeah, you know? and that's, that's my big it. thing. Walk the walk, talk that's, the talk. And most people don't, and that's what sort of shits me. So going back to your showing up on a Sunday, or, or you know, and where you're showing up at church, it's because of that. Yeah, you've been told. You have to be there, yeah. um, you know, as long as you show up. As long as you show up and, it's and like, people see that you're there, you're saved. Mm. You know, <laughs> and face you're doing this. That's, but that's how it is. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's how we were raised. So I used to, like, because her uncle was one of the main reasons I got taken off the street. And he was a pastor. And I used to turn up to church wasted, like drunk and stoned off my head. And he used to say to me, just go sit at the back of the corner as long as you're in church. As long as you're here, that's all good. So me and all the boys are falling asleep in the back seat, but they're happy that we're there. Not taking shit in. Just no. But in look. saying that, it's the whole practice of being there. Yeah. So if ever they decide to leave, at some point they're going to remember yeah. that they used to go to church. So that's what happened to me. Um, And that's what I saw. Like, yeah, it was a thing of just show up to show up, but in doing that, they kind of were sowing that seed, you know, mm. that you, there is a place, there is a safe place where you could go to. And I say that, you know, really, it, it, where, where the presence of God is, it is safe. But what people do and their actions is very different. Don't mm. ever compare and look at that person and say, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a follower of God. Mm. Like actually follow them and see what they actually do. Because um, one can show up on a, you know, show up at church and be okay, and look okay, but at home they're very different, different. you know. And that's what I grew up seeing. Um, so in the practice of of saying, you know, show up, show up, 
as long as you're there, the motion of them going to church will, in the parents' eyes, is yeah. one day. One day, when they, they you know, when up. they decide to choose their path, hopefully they'll come back. You know, and for for my parents, you know, I'm glad that they could. They'd know that I did. I, I came back because I remembered this is something that I tried many things, not drugs or anything, but you know, I tried going off on my own, doing my own thing, but I still, I kept feeling like there's an emptiness, you know, there was a void that I needed filled. And it wasn't until I went back in my terms that I realised. And by me going back, I only ever thought of church because I used to go when I was little. So in our island houses, you know, when they take their kids, you know, come to church, just come to church, it's their way of hoping that they'll remember this is a place that they can come back to. Mm. Do you reckon mm. the gens now are still sort of church and community affiliated Involved, like in Melbourne? Let's say use Melbourne as an example, like you guys. Mm. Do you reckon there's still that sense of community and, and like all that sort of stuff? Or do you reckon they've assimilated into sort of doing their own thing? No, it's still there. Yeah? It's still there today, for sure. It's, uh, um, for I know for us Samoans, um, family, faith is a massive thing. It's mm. massive. If you got nowhere else that you can go to, you know you either have your family and faith or you have your family, like your blood family. Like mm. um, people say, oh, the, what's the difference? It's like the family and faith is there's no ethnicity. Family mm. or faith is like this person could be white, black, Asian, whatever. But we can still come together, have a discussion, and we can still feel like we're at home. The same thing with being at home with your blood family. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You get that island call that the mums know how to call their kids and nobody else understands, you know you're home. So it doesn't, no, we were always, family and faith is a massive thing in, I know, in Samoan community, Polynesian community. And I know there's been, like, I get questions um, when I talk about faith at, or like at work or wherever I may be, and people will be like, yeah, but that's not a Polynesian thing. It's a, it's, say, it's, yeah. a, it's a white man's religion that was brought to your island. Then. Okay, first of all, it's not a white man thing. <laughs> Jesus was not white. <laughs> How many white people do you know come out of Israel? <laughs> you know, and it's just that because everybody just, nobody does their own research. Yeah. Everyone just sees what gets plastered on TV, on their screens, on their phones, whatever. And they go by whatever the internet says. Nobody actually dives into it and tries to find out for themselves who is this Jesus that everyone talks about? Who is this Muhammad that everyone talks about? You talk about a Muslim and everyone starts thinking, oh, no, they're, they're the people that blow each other up and stuff like that. You know? You've already been put into, um, what's the word? Stereotype? Yeah, stereotype. You're already stereotyped for your what you say you are. Mm. Like, like the whole... You know what they called what when you said that we were going to be interviewed that stereotype of what. But that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So that's that, that. That's the normal. Like, look, some stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my my memories of of Kazi's and Clay in his KFC in the big O hall down by <laughs> yeah. the bottom end. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We do love we, our KFC. We do. <laughs> Once do we do. KFC, I was like, yep. It's, 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 I remember I got invited to that bingo hall once, like years, <laughs> years, years ago. Like, come for a laugh. I'm like, all right. So as I've, I've stopped to get, I went to the servo, and as I've come out, 
all these Tarago vans and shit were like piling out of KFC. Even the Toyotas. Pajeros. Pajeros. And they were pulling in and they were just coming out. Like, where am I? And then the hall was filled with cousins, man, like filled. And you just hear them laughing, eating like chicken and shit. And I'm like, this is a stereotype, but it's fucking funny as hell. Yeah. I had fun. It was a funny night. See, you know like, what I mean? That's what people say. Black people like chickens. Like, mm, mm. Who Islanders. doesn't? <laughs> Islanders like chickens. Yeah. <laughs> we and, love chicken. It's, and the thing is... Especially when it's fried. <laughs> and the thing is, they do they do have good laughs, you yeah. know? But I, in saying that, you know, in a lot of different generations, especially our generation and on, you know, humour is to cover the pain, Yeah, you know? Oh, Greg's are the same. And it's like... Yeah. 100%. Sometimes I think there's a limit to when you want to joke around what you what happens to you. There's a limit? Oh. And then <laughs> my husband <laughs> is one that's very I keep missing special. that email. <laughs> he misses that Swipe. notice every time. But he Straight uses it, junk. you know? I'm just like, wow. Dude, they're, they're, a Greek, they're a Greek man that would die at like, you know, 60... If they got the 60, 65, and then it's discovered they were chronic alcoholics, chain smokers, bad heart, bad thing, depression, all this shit. It's like, but Ducky, he, he was the life of the party. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, it was a prankster, but the guy was dying inside, like literally, because yeah. they never addressed yeah. that conflict. Do you know what and I that, mean? That's, that's the sad thing is that we were raised like that. Like, I know I was raised that men don't cry, men don't talk about their feelings, and um, yeah, like, Women are, know their place, so to speak. Like I've never ever touched my wife because I've seen my dad and my uncles beat up every woman I could think of. Yeah. So I I, I swore a long time ago when I was a kid I'll never mm-hmm. touch my wife. Just how touch- many? How many? In saying you're within our age demographic, right? Like within our gen. Do you reckon? What do you reckon the percentages are now of like people think that think that like uh, people that think like you? Yeah, you, know, you guys. They're, mm-hmm change yeah like let's say let's say the previous gym was like you know 95 percent, right every every second house was like that every every house the second what do you reckon it is like now here and in the islands oh Ooh, the <laughs> islands. but I, I would say at least 60 percent, maybe yeah i think um there's a big change but massive, it's still there yeah it's still it's, there um, back home in in said it's um it still happens quite a bit because now the um, all the poly boys have been introduced to that drug. What's that drug called? P. P. What, what do they call it? Yeah. I don't know. Like, like ice or something. Yeah, like it's a massive P? thing. Like a meth, it? meth yeah. ice or something. Yeah. yeah, it's a massive thing in New Zealand now, and a lot of the poly boys are getting involved with it. So now there's a lot of violence again. Just but it's drug fueled, like yeah, booze or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it can still be, but you know they've gone to the point like we were speaking of. With her cousin last night, and I didn't know she was going through this stuff, and I was shocked. And then I need to find out this because he was, he, yeah, he's hooked on this drug. Her partner and I thought, man, and I'm trying to hold back tears because I'm thinking, you've held this in for quite a while, and avoiding our catch-ups because I kept saying, "Cuz, you know, yeah. let's let's video call. You know, you free this weekend? Oh, sorry, I'm busy. You know." But it was because she was at a point where she, what she says is she had pretty much gone into a shower and she'd find herself sitting outside um, and didn't even realise how long she's been sitting there. You know, she she thought, 
the basics of just being able to make a meal for the kids, for the two kids. She couldn't even do that. Yep. So she had kind of fallen into depression without realising she had fallen into depression. So, yeah, it really made me um, I've got, got a question, and it's a bit broad. Are there wealth in poly families? Do people seek, like, um, as in entrepreneurship, com- commerce, like all the capitalism sort of stuff, where they keep it sort of basic, as um, long as basic needs are met? No, there are polys that, that do. Because um, I feel at- like, especially the houses that I grew up in, maybe it's just because I was in Clayton, yeah, but it never felt, it always felt like money was always just not, not, not that it wasn't there, but it wasn't not a priority. Yeah. But it was like it was shared around a lot greater. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, in um, like with my generation where we grew up, money, money was like a um, how would you put it, babe? I don't like know. entrepreneurship and that. Like we would, if your family needed money, there was no questions asked. Mm. Like if you like. It's really bad in Samoan culture, like really bad. Like if somebody dies in the islands, even if you it? don't know, oh. no, fight love love. Yeah. So when there's a fight love love, which means a problem, an issue, if there's a death in the family, even if you don't know the person, your parents are ringing and say, we need this much from each family member so we can send it over there and to help the family out with the problem. My mm. problem with that is if I don't know this person and this person's had no Contact. Yeah, I, I had nothing to do with you. I, I don't know why I'm trying to help you, but I don't even know who you are. So my family know if there's a family problem, I right, cool. Um, I have my own family I have to look after. I'm not going to risk their welfare and my kids' food just to satisfy your father's ego mm. over there. Because that's to me, that's all it is. We're trying to show that our family's got money. And we're able to help you whenever, you know, it's a pride thing. Pride. Oh, so it comes, you just said it, ego. Yeah. So you're sending money back to the islands because someone's got an issue, whatever it is, and whoever's at the top who's calling you is just saying, we're showing them that we can help Pretty, out. This is my experience. So every yeah. every island family will be different. I was going to say, is it the same with cookies? No. The, the cookies are very different from someone's. <laughs> Uh, that, that's why I, what I said earlier <laughs> we're happy people yes lovable we're lovable you, you, no no you started off with, I don't want to offend, offend you, you. <laughs> and, and then you offended me <laughs> no but it's very different because in, with the yeah like my wife said cookie people are very happy some ones we're happy too to an extent but to a point <laughs> we're happy until we're not and we get to the not part very fast yeah <laughs> But Zero it's, to yeah, it's like um, I don't know why, but we have because we have so much built in. You know, we hold a lot of stuff in, and we are taught to hold it. When you know, when the kettle starts boiling, it boils really fast. It doesn't <laughs> take long for it to hit the roof. But um, a lot of us poly boys now, like there's a lot of Polynesian boys out there. We're all trying to change that stereotype. Because as soon as you mention either Samoan or Tongan, people think straight away that you're angry. Yeah. But wow. then you have on the yeah. um, on the other hand where you mention you're Samoan. Like I've got a, a Turkish friend at work. He loves us islanders because he goes, man, you guys are the softest guys. You are like nice. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
cool, man. We'll stay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's different experiences. Like, he has Polynesian friends, and they're always like, we're all happy and all that, you know. We're all happy and until something happens. But the thing with us is that we sometimes we don't know how to back down. We don't know how to turn away and say, nah, that's yeah. all right. You're the bigger man. Yeah. You know? Some of us, um, that's yeah. very hard for us to just, you know, turn the other cheek, so to speak. See, Greg said that I was having this convo. I've said this for years. I had a, when I was living in Noble, I had a, a mate that was living in the same building. It was Serbian. And culturally, see, like, everyone thinks Greeks are the same as Italians, yeah, like culturally. But we're not. We're really not. Like, we're close, but we're not. The closest to Greeks are Turks and Serbians. Even though Turkish, like, we're historically, like, you know, enemies yeah. or whatever – Culturally, we're almost identical besides the religion. That's literally the only difference, yeah? And I was saying to my Serb mate, I was watching him. We are having a chat about something. He's got his dart. He's just sitting there. I said, you know what's interesting? I go, I'm, I'm, we're talking. I go, you're so similar to us, but it's like Serbians have got no chill. Because <laughs> what do you mean? I go, it's like it goes to a point and a Greek would be like, ah, fuck him. He's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 whatever. It'll make, it's like, yeah, you could have it. I don't give a shit and just make something. But the Serb is just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him, you know what I mean? And can't let it go. That's how I'm feeling. It is like, with yeah, it's exactly the same thing with, the, with some of us Samoans. I'm just going to put that on myself because you know I can't be pointing fingers at every Samoan. My people out there listening, my bad. No, but see, like, man, I've been to the cookouts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen the someone pulls out a guitar or a ukulele or some shit. Everyone's singing like, and then yeah. I've been to the houses where. My mate's running out the front door, the back door. He's like, let's get out of here. I'm like, what happened? He's like, let's go. We're going to the park. I'm like, yeah. okay. When I was a kid, man, I, some of my earliest memories are sitting with these Kiwi kids at the back of the, um, you know, Namas, the, the park, Namajura Park. Yes. Sitting there with a boombox listening to old hip-hop shit, Tupac mm. and Ice Cube that he stole from his cousin. And we'd be there for hours. And it never clicked to me, like, why the fuck are we sitting here? Like, I was having a good time, but... As an adult, I'm like, we sat in that park for fucking days, man. Yeah. It was always at my house. I'm like, Go home. Going home? Like, yeah. yeah. It's to escape mm, the yeah. reality of what's happening at home. And music, take, like, is yeah. a main key, yep. key yeah. factor Mu- in every music? Polynesian. You could play something from some other place and you're there. Yeah. That's how good music is for us islanders. Like, yeah, music is, is every islander will no doubt not be able to stay, like, go throughout a day without music, you know. Um, but also there's really a lot of talent that comes out of the islands as well in regards to the gifting of singing, you know, using musical instruments. Like, there's so much talent there, but so much wasted talent as well, yeah. you know. Um, but music, it's like, it takes us to a happy place, you know. Do you reckon the support network <laughs> is there to, to nurture, like, that talent? Or do you reckon there are other priorities within Islander families and communities? Um, yes, there is There is the, the support, but it's knowing who to connect with. Mm. Um, you know, those that are in the industry, you know, of producing, and they'll pick it up straight away and they'll take it straight away, you know, um, and take that, that gift and that person, you know, to try and do something with it. Whereas... On the flip side, you know, you'll have those that are too, you know, too always prideful. Back to you the know, pride. like, yeah, too it's prideful. Oh no, pride. no, no, I can't sing. Or you know, I they love to sing and they're gifted with the singing, but they don't want to go out there. 
you know, because they don't want to step out of that comfort zone. Mm. Is that wealth sharing thing still prevalent? Like you're sort of talking about Samoans doing it. It's not in Well, if if our family in the islands needed help and we could help them, yeah, we'll send it. But that's for something that we know is, you know, um, relevant. Whereas, like my husband said, if it's for a person that no one knows but your parents know them or your grandparents mm-hmm. knows them, you know, I think for them it, it is still kind yeah, of there. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll ne- I don't think, I'm hoping it'll change, but because we're taught to respect our parents at such a young age and it's embedded in us that it comes to a point where our parents will say, oh, we need help with this, and the kids will just be like, okay, cool. Because yeah. we were raised in such a way, like, even me, like, I tell my kids now, I say to my kids, you can do whatever you want to dad, but don't you ever disrespect your mom because I'll put you for a war. Yeah. And I tell them that. And I'm, because I don't, I don't, I've never touched my kids, but you know, I still like to instill the fear. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a respect thing. Like, for me, the females in the families, they, they raised the kids, they, they bore the kids, they carried the child for nine months. All I did was plant the seed. And now it's my job to provide for my wife, provide for my children. And hopefully along the way, my kids will see that, okay, dad's job was to look after all of us. And now when I get my partner, I have to do the same. Rather than the way I was brought up, you know, where you did something wrong, now I'm going to beat you until you're, you know, you're KO'd or whatever. But but we we do, in our house, we're very open to making sure that we hear each other. So... Mm. Dinner time is our time where no phones, it is just us connecting and actually having conversations. Um, you know, our youngest is 15 and they're in a generation of like technology, you know. They don't communicate face to face as much, mm. um, but through devices. However, he's exposed to this, you know, normality. It's normal for him. So when he goes out, although he's quiet and shy, he'll talk. Um, and try and get to know you, but a lot of his friends they don't. They they use technology, texting. You know, texting probably is. Prob- I'd never hear his phone ring. Um, but, have the, what's that app called? Oh, I don't know. There's so many, but <laughs> yeah, like you know, we ra- and that's the difference of trying to raise our kids. You know, is um, there are rules you've got to learn to respect, but at the same time, you when we always say to them. At the end of the day, you're going to make your choice. And this is even for their decision on whether they get to know God, you know, and choose that path or not. You know, we say we do our part here in the home, but we know that at the end of the day, you've got to make a choice. Do you reckon um, families like in the islands, are they encouraging kids? Like, do you reckon there's opportunities in the islands at all? No. As in what? Because what I I read is the economy, like just general economy is pretty low, like unemployment. Mm, All that sort of stuff. Well, the difference of in the islands, you can live off the land easy. Yeah. You don't need yeah. money. You don't need it. You don't need money. You go. You want fish? Just dive in the ocean. It's right there. You know. Yeah. You mm. want? Um, you feel like chicken? There's chickens running around everywhere. It's different over here. You want? If you're hungry, you're hungry. <laughs> you <laughs> have to pay for that. You have to. You know. I know. I know. But in the islands, you know, you got fruits growing everywhere. Yeah, you got, they pl- do everywhere. a plantation. Like every house will have their own plantation. I know when my parents came to New Zealand, we had our own plantation. So we had fruit trees everywhere. We had our um, silver beets and carrots and lemons, everything growing in in our yard. I don't have a green finger at all. 
you know, so <laughs> I have no idea how to work why is he see, Why is he smirking? Because <laughs> everything... Because her mum used to have this really nice garden. Like, she just planted these special flowers, and my wife dug them all up, <laughs> thinking they were weeds. Know. I didn't know. they were weeds. <laughs> so I actually uprooted she them. She went off her nut, man. Yeah, so... She thought she was doing a good thing. <laughs> I, can, I can do the, the inside of the house clean and that, not the garden. The reason why I'm asking is something that they've experienced in Greece like the last, say, five years. My mum was talking to me about it a while back. Mm. The generation before, right, so like my parents to, to me and so even one back, that was like leave because, you know, it's fucked. Go, and they, all the Greeks left. They went to America. They went to Germany. They went to England. They came to Australia, built land, built everything, right? Sent, and then people in Greece started building up a bit and started educating their kids and saying, go to uni. And they were mm-hmm. educated in like England. They were educated in Germany. They were educated abroad and got these educations that they couldn't get back home. But they're complaining that no one's staying in Greece. Yeah. Where for like two generations, are like, no, go seek greener pastures, you know, build yeah. better lives yeah. than what you have here. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we've got no one here. It's like, well, what do you want? Like, you've been educating us in, in England. Why wouldn't we just build whatever we can? Yeah. Yeah. Why come back to the shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the idea for our parents when they send, when they all came abroad was the idea that get the education there but bring it back home. But we weren't taught that. We yeah. were just told, you know, there's better things out there. You can do better out there. And and then what's happening is you've got other cultures coming into our homelands, yeah. bringing their traditions with them. And then everyone back home is like, well, you guys all left and you didn't come back. And yeah. Like, well, so it's very similar, yeah. You know, to what, what's it's, happening. It's over strange, there. man, because like, I mean, I come from my mum's side of the family comes from a village. My dad was from Athens in big city. My mum's from a vi- like an actual village, yeah. a fucking village in the mountains. You know what I mean? And I, I've had to explain to people, like, pull photos up, like, look, like it's it's we call Khorafia, like fucking um, fields, and you know, just like literally yeah. dirt farms. And I got cousins there. Some of them around my age, probably a bit older, probably like maybe near fifty now. And every time I go back, I'm like, what's going on? Nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? Added an extra kid to the family, you know, yeah. whatever. And he's just getting bigger and bigger and just looking more and more, like, depressed, man. And I'm like, you guys going to do it? Like, you even do anything? Like, you know, he's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, it's, it doesn't even think that there's anything out there. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is what we got. I'm like, dude, my mum left this village at 20 and managed to make it to Australia on her own. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If you want something more, go for it. Ah. Yeah. Well, what is there? Comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Well, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, he will still complain about his day to days. Wife, kids, like it's got all going on. He was still. That's the Greek mentality. We'll always complain. It's. It doesn't matter if you're the billionaire. You have something to complain about. One hundred percent. They're fucking cooked. They can't appreciate what they have. <laughs> and that's why, like with the poly community, man. I always, like I said, I used to go to the cookouts. I used to be in the houses, and it never felt. It was always that sense of community and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And appreciation for shit. And that's what I really want to think.